Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good morning, and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS. For nearly seven decades, Champaign-Urbana's daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join it on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or email us at talk at wdws.com. Now... Here's your host, Brian Barnhart. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts. Good to have you with us here this morning. We have hit Thursday. It is the 12th day of January of the year 2023, so we're 12 days into the new year. And where'd the sun go? Man, it's cloudy out there and uh, just kind of windy, I guess. And we're going to have some maybe some uh, flurries tonight. Down to 30 degrees, a high of 34 tomorrow, back up to 47 by Sunday and 51 on Monday. So not bad, not complaining. I mean, you could have a lot of snow. We've had uh, this time of year, we've had blizzards. We've had really nasty conditions. But it would be nice to see the sun again at some point. Anyway, it's good to be with you uh, here without or with the sun. Uh, 217-356-9397 is our number. Text line at 217-351-5357. And you can email us, talk at WDWS.com. Those are the uh, three ways to reach us here on the program. Mostly an open line today. We are going to start the uh, MLK, the Martin Luther King Walk for Peace. They had a lot of folks turn out for this last year. And they're doing that again over in Urbana. We'll talk to one of the organizers of that event uh, coming up here in just a couple of minutes, uh, visit with them for a few minutes, and we'll open up the phone lines and uh, jump in with you on a lot of different issues. Flight delays still kind of rippling throughout the U.S. after computer issues. They say a corrupted database file could be the culprit. A lot of finger pointing going on right now, but could be as simple as that. Uh, more classified documents found at a second location once used by President Biden. Uh, gun ban, of course. Uh, Jim Dye writes about that today over in Springfield about the, uh, he says, gun ban ends one battle, starts another one. Yeah, there will be all kinds of legal challenges. The uh, sheriff in Iroquois County, Clint Percy, uh, writes in to the uh, News Gazette, or at least shared a letter he sent to the citizens of Iroquois County saying uh, this gun the weapons ban is unconstitutional and he's not going to go around, you know, arresting people for not registering uh, the guns. So uh, there's, there'll be legal challenges here. Once everything is in place, they'll uh, they'll challenge it. So we'll see what happens. It's kind of what happened as well with the pre-trial um, cash bail bond issue. Uh, it's on stay right now from the Illinois Supreme Court. So we'll see. But the legal battle has just begun on that. 
Uh, Jeff Beck passed away, great guitarist, passed away at the age of 78, best known with the Yardbirds, but uh, considered one of the great guitarists of all time, passed away at the age of 78. And let's see, they're studying a potential swimming pool and rec center in Muhammad. Damar Hamlin's released from the hospital. He's now home in Buffalo. And what is the Pineapple Express? Apparently causing all kinds of flooding in uh, especially Northern California in the Bay Area. You may have seen the the sinkholes and the flooding and what what's going on with that. And uh, this is not new, the Pineapple Express. But what is it if you haven't heard about it? I didn't know a whole lot about it. And a high school confidential in the News Gazette, uh, Nicola, Niccolo Moretti, joins the Illini, a new uh, guard from the NBA Global Academy in Australia, eligible to play now. 6'2", 150 pounds. Brother played for Texas Tech. And the uh, Community Coalition got together, and uh, they're talking about all of the uh, safety issues and policing and responding to emergencies in our community. That story in the News Gazette today. And hiring more police officers still a big focus of uh, all of the uh, different departments and agencies in our community. So uh, those stories all up for grabs. Something else you want to bring up, certainly you can do that. We'll talk MLK Walk for Peace for a couple of minutes here in uh, just a moment on A Penny for Your Thoughts. Stay tuned. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. On a penny for your thoughts here as we uh, go along this morning. Still overcast and uh, 39 degrees. Busey Bank, a couple of things to think about here as we are now 12 days into the new year. Tax planning, make sure you uh, get ready for that. Maximize tax deductions. Make sure you got all that straight. Charitable contributions, they can benefit your overall financial plan. College planning, and we just had, uh, we got two in college right now still. So we're getting on the back end of that, at least on one, uh, I guess my daughter, my uh, stepson is just getting started. But retirement planning, evaluate when you'll be able to retire, work with your financial advisor to align your spending, saving, and investment strategy. Start year-end planning and year-beginning planning, really, the new year, with the experienced professionals at Busey Wealth Management to get and stay financially fit throughout next year and beyond. Call 1-800-67-BUSEY or visit Busey. Dot com. Tim Bartlett is here. He's with the Urbana Park District and Urbana Rotarian and one of the guys organizing and behind the scenes making everything happen for the MLK Walk for Peace Monday. How are you? Doing great. Good, Good morning, to see Brian. you. Thanks for having yeah. me on the this, show This today. is a fairly new event, isn't it? It is. It's our second annual. Well, I'm saying annual because we hope to continue the event. Um, it's pretty exciting. We started last year. For our first year, it was kind of a low-key what can we do? How can we get out and celebrate and really promote peace building um, in Urbana? Mm-hmm. And we had a great showing. There was about 125 people that showed up just through a more of a word of mouth. And so we thought, let's keep doing this and uh, promoting peace building. This will be coming up on Monday at noon. We'll give you the details on when and where, and uh, you can just show up for this. But a lot of folks are 
coming together to kind of put this together, right? I know exactly. you're part of a couple of groups. but Exactly. Well, I'll kind of give a little bit of background. Obviously, as the director at the Urbana Park District, our board and staff welcome everybody to King Park. On uh, Monday, January 16th at 12 o'clock noon, we'll be meeting at the Jetty Roads Pavilion. So just park anywhere near the park. There's a number of side streets, the school parking at King School. Um, you know, we'll be meeting in the shelter. Kickoff, we'll have an introduction. I'll be saying some welcome words. And then we'll have a special speaker, Al Griggs, mm. is going to be with us. He's a longtime Urbana Rotarian. And he wanted to share some of his um, experiences growing up in the Deep South during the early civil rights movement. Yeah, he's got some great stories, I know. and Absolutely. You know, and uh, great experiences to share, I would think. For so. sure. We're looking forward to that. A little more background. Um, you know, the Urbana Park District has been a You Belong Here agency for a number of years. And what that means is we want to do more outreach, connect with people that aren't here yet, um, work with traditionally underrepresented and un- underserved population, and Obviously, with the influx of um, community violence, we're very attuned to that. And so we're working as hard as we can with every neighborhood group, anybody that wants uh, to be a part of us or we'll do outreach to them. Kind of along those same timelines, the Urbana Rotary Club um, had an opportunity through Rotary International. They added a new category of special interest for their clubs around the country, and one of them is peace building. And we began... Um, probably in the middle, some of our outreach and volunteer work at the club was during really the intense period of the uh, pandemic. Mm-hmm. We were doing basic things like uh, providing food services, making sure people had clothing, transportation. Um, and so as part of that outreach, we saw there was a real uh, concern about the community violence happening around you know our area. Mm-hmm. And so we really kind of put our heads together and thought, what can we do with the club and the park district to really take a stand and try to encourage Mm -hmm. others to think about peace building. And so the walk was a simple thing. Um, It's smack dab in the middle of January. We get a lot of requests from our residents uh, asking if we can do more year-round or winter activities. Mm -hmm. So the idea of getting people out, going for a walk, showing unity, doing peace building, getting to know one another, we thought is a basic step that we can offer and try to bring people together and start, you know, really working, making inroads into reducing community Mm -hmm. violence. We're seeing great um, reductions this mm-hmm. year. So yeah. we're real excited. And we hope to continue this. And one of our goals is, you know, again, bring people together, eliminate community violence, and really focus on peace building and getting along in our community. Yeah, the number has really trended downward last year. Yes, we're very excited about that. And credit to all of our law enforcement, all the clubs, the groups, the community coalition, all the cities, park districts, schools, everybody working together. We're seeing those mm-hmm. results. So we're real pleased. Tim Bartlett with us for a few minutes talking about the MLK Walk for Peace. There's a quote here. It says, peace is not merely a distant goal that we seek, but a means by which we arrive at that goal. The quote from Martin Luther King Jr. Thanks, Brian, for mentioning that. It's really exciting. Um, Our peace building uh, club put this flyer together and selected that. And when I really thought about it, it really hit me. You know, I always kind of think of maybe peace as a far off sort of a thing, thing, Mm -hmm. something you can't really achieve. And we're seeing results working together already that we can think about and uh, work on peace building activities every day in our community. Yeah, and this is part of that, the MLK Walk for Peace. It'll be Monday, January 16th, Martin Luther King Day at 12 noon. And again at uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Park, that's 915 Washer Drive in Urbana. 
And uh, where exactly is that? Give people a kind of a kind of an easy way to easy think way about to it. Think about it. If yeah. you're on Lincoln Avenue, we're just north of University Avenue, a couple of blocks. So head north on uh, uh, Lincoln Avenue. The park is on the left side. If you're heading north, Washer Drive is right off that. And then there are a number of side streets around the park. Uh, we don't have one giant large parking space, but uh, uh, King School is right next door to the park which is one of the reasons we thought that would be a great location to move it uh, to this year with the park and the school named after Dr. Martin Luther King. We thought it'd be a fitting location. And um, so we're just asking people to find local parking, walk over. There's plenty of sidewalks to get there. It should be an accessible route. Mm -hmm. So um, we'll look forward to seeing everybody there. Yeah. How much time are we talking for the whole from start to finish? Great question. We're trying to keep the event, you know, around an hour or so. We didn't want to take up people's day. We know people are out of school, off Mm -hmm. work, may have other things. And there's other activities around the community that we want to encourage people to be involved in. So this noontime break um, would allow people to come over. We'll have some hot chocolate. Uh, It is a rain or shine event. I looked at the forecast ahead and it looks like it might be a little wet, but it's going to be warm. And so we encourage people to just, you know, dress for the weather, come on out. We know peace building doesn't wait just for sunny days. And so we thought, let's try to do that. Obviously, if there's a change in the weather threatening, uh, we'll put the message in, you know, if we had to cancel. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's a a rain or shine event. I did want to mention a few of the organizers that we've got involved. That was my next question. Great. Uh, We're uh, one to recognize. And there could be more. We're just listing them as they contact us. But so far we have City of Urbana, Cunningham Township, the Ministerial Alliance of Champaign-Urbana and Vicinity, the Urbana Free Library, the Urbana Park District, the Urbana Rotary Club, Urbana High School Parent Teacher and Student Association, and when we all vote, Champaign County. So everybody's coming together, fanning out, getting their groups. We've invited a number of special uh, groups. The Youth Build from the Housing Authority of Champaign County has been invited. So we just hope that people will come out and give this a shot. Get out, get some fresh air, mm-hmm. get to know one another. Yeah, Martin Luther King holiday is a fair, in in the terms of holidays, it's a relatively new holiday. I mean, it only goes back 40 years maybe well, or something. Well, I know like. for the Urbana Park District, we started to recognize it a few years ago as we mm-hmm. looked at our, you know, holidays. We thought that's really part of our um, kind of uh, outreach, our You Belong Here message. So recognizing key holidays and, and following, mm-hmm. you know, national trends is really important to us. And over time, I think the message, uh, trying to incorporate the message of Dr. King, trying to, uh, as you say, peace build and, 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 and not just be symbolic, but actually make a difference, Absolutely. I think, has been a goal, right? Well, one of the things, the feedback we got from a lot of uh, groups that we interfaced with um, throughout the last couple of years is, what can I do? How can I make a difference? I feel maybe powerless. I know there's community violence. I know there's other things going on in, in, the, in the community. How can I help? Well, there's a number of groups you can get connected with. But if you want to make a difference or just stand up for peace building, come on out walk with us and make a show. And we think that's sort of encircling neighborhoods, uh, reminding people that we're still here. We have all these groups that have resources and people that care can get connected and, and really make a difference in, in our, our area. All right, let's do time and place and where to go for information. Exactly. So, so it's Monday, January 16th, Martin Luther King Day. We'll be there at the Jetty Roads Pavilion. That's the main pavilion. You can't miss it, middle of the park. At 12 o'clock noon, we'll start off with a welcome, have some words from Al Griggs, and then we'll lead the route um, through the neighborhood, and we'll end back up at the pavilion, and people can hang out, visit, or if you have to peel off and you're heading somewhere else, mm-hmm. that's fine. We'll see you the next year. 
All right. Just reach out to uh, the Park District or Absolutely. reach out to any of our offices could get you connected, but certainly reach out to me. Um, our number at the Park District, 217-367-1536, is an easy way to just reach me directly. Hey, uh, Tim, thanks for coming in. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Good Brian. luck with this. We appreciate it and yeah. appreciate this slot to get the word yeah. out. No, it's a good cause, and uh, I think it'll be a great day. Great. Monday. Rain or shine, you'll be there. And it's 51 degrees so Absolutely. for Monday, so you can't beat that in the middle of January. Exactly. Very good. Thanks, Tim. Thanks. Appreciate it. 924, back in a moment on Penny for Your Thoughts. Illini family, this is Brett Bielema. You've got the home of Illinois football. News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. Yeah, that is some work there by uh, Jeff Beck, who passed away. English rock guitarist, rose to prominence with the Yardbirds. Eventually switching to a mainly instrumental style with a focus on innovative sound. His releases span genres ranging from blues rock, hard rock, jazz fusion, and a blend of guitar rock and electronica. Beck ranked in the top five of Rolling Stone and other magazines' list of 100 greatest guitarists. He was often called a guitarist guitarist. Rolling Stone described him as one of the most influential lead guitarists in rock. One of the first singles written by the band, Shapes of Things, also includes one of the first ever psychedelic guitar solos, a piercing blast of feedback-soaked noise by Beck that ranks as one of his most all-time innovative he just missed becoming the Yardbirds' third top ten hit in the U.S., stopping at number 11. I think that's what you just heard. So, Anyway, there you go. It is uh, 928 at DWS. He passed away at the age of 78. All right, Gallo Miller Paint and Collision Repair, south side of I-74, Neal and Prospect Exus. They just did some uh, good work on a vehicle of ours. And they've got uh, great recommendations from a lot of folks. Haley and Tolono says your company was exceptional throughout the whole process. Other folks have said, uh, Derek said, this is my second car done by Gallo Miller. As always, the work was amazing. Got uh, John up in Ludlow says, you deserve a rating greater than great. Is there such a thing? Bonnie says, after a bad experience with some competition, you were fantastic to work with. Exceptional quality, workmanship, professional service. Everything I expect from a first-rate body shop. Those are just some of the uh, comments about Gallo Miller, paint and collision repair. They'll help with all the insurance and all the paperwork and rental car and all that kind of stuff. When you've had an accident or you need your car in for some sort of repair, they will do that for you. So go to gallomiller.com. 9.30 at DWS. Some news headlines coming up. Appreciate Tim Bartlett coming in from the Urbana Park District and the Urbana Rotary with the MLK Walk coming up at noon on Monday. Martin Luther King Day, of course. The holiday coming up on Monday of next week. We will be, where will we be? We will be in Minneapolis on Monday. We'll do our Monday morning quarterback show. We'll do the show from Minneapolis on uh, Monday morning. All right, uh, of course, news from the state of Illinois. I heard Chapin Rose on, the state senator, earlier this morning about the assault Weapons ban just signed, uh, about to be signed. I guess it is uh, in the books here for the governor. And once all that happens, uh, Jim Dye writes about it, says the legal battle begins.
I got an email here. It says, or a text anyway, good morning, Brian. I looked up the definition of an assault rifle. The National Firearm Act of 1934 says it's a rifle that will fire more than one round in a single pull. So the bill that JB just signed, the weapons enclosed. I don't know. They left a word out there somewhere. None of those are assault weapons unless they've been modified. Can you ask Dustin if he's going to enforce what JB signed? And if he if so, isn't he breaking what pledge what he pledged to uphold? And one last question. Do you have any friends that coyote hunt with AR platform rifles? Yeah, I don't know anybody. I don't have any friends that hunt coyotes, I don't think, regardless of what they use. I don't know. Uh, have a good day. Go Illini, listener says. All right, so appreciate that. That's our uh, first text of the day, 217 is our number text line at 217-351-5357, and you can email us talk at wdws.com. There's a lot of contentious uh, back and forth between Governor J.B. Pritzker, the House Speaker Chris Welch, Senate President Don Harmon, over a Senate version of an assault weapon ban. Progressives say it didn't go far enough. All sides came together late Monday of this week on a plan to ban assault weapons, require registration of existing Assault weapon serial numbers and limiting the size of magazines on all guns. Don Harmon, who presented the bill in the Senate, said it was time to take high-powered rifles off the streets. We've been dealing with gun violence in all fashions far too long. What we believe is the proliferation and ready access to high-powered weapons that have an original basis in military and combat have no place in common commerce and on our streets, he said. Republicans pushing back this week on the constitutionality and necessity for a ban impacting gun owners who don't break gun laws. Senator Chapin Rose, who was on earlier this morning, Republican Muhammad said law enforcement and prosecutors should be enforcing existing gun laws. The uh, bill passed the Senate 34-20. Four Democrats voted against the bill, including lame ducks. Senator Eric Matson out of Joliet, Senator Chris Tharp, Swing District Democrats Senator Patrick Joyce and Senator Doris Turner of Springfield also voted against the bill. No Republicans supported the bill. Furthermore, the bill would include an immediate ban on the manufacture, delivery, purchase, or sale of most semi-automatic rifles similar to AR-15 style rifles. The bill bans the sale of new semi-automatic rifles in Illinois, requires serial numbers of existing assault rifles to be registered with the Illinois State Police. And uh, one local sheriff here, the sheriff in Iroquois County, basically says, hey, this uh, it's a clear violation of the Second Amendment, and he will not make assault weapon checks. And that story in the uh, News Gazette today, up in uh, Iroquois County. All right, 934 at DWS, and let's see here. Let's go to the phone. Mark, how are you? Uh, good morning, Brian. Good morning. Hey, uh, I just want to comment on Chapin Rose this morning. Yeah. I, it. Uh, I find it ironic that you know, a politician gets on the phone and, you know, we have a system. The law was passed. And then immediately he gets on there and talks about, you know, just ignore it. 
We're not going to enforce it. The Iroquois County Sheriff puts a letter out, not going to enforce the law. I mean, I thought this was the party of law and order. You know, we can't pick and choose what we want to, you know, adhere to. It was passed. It's the law. It's the law of the land. I, I just don't get this rebelness, you know. It, it, it just doesn't make any sense. And, and who in their right mind needs those weapons? You know, I travel all over the United States. I don't carry any weapons. I, 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 it's, it's cowardice. That, that's just my comment. Yeah. Ryan. Well, yeah, Thank we'll you. we'll see what happens with it. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate it. Yeah, we'll see what happens with it. Uh, as Jim Dye writes today, the uh, battle has uh, just begun, really, on it uh, because now it's going to face a legal challenge, and we'll see where it goes uh, from there. Nine thirty-five at DWS. Just checking the clock here. I guess I better get to uh, CBS News here. Let me do that. And then we'll come back with some more. Got some more folks here that want to weigh in. Here's CBS News, the latest, and then we'll come back. It's easy to listen to us anywhere. Download the News Gazette app and click on Listen Live to News Talk 1400 at 93.9 FM. Trying to stand up on my own two feet. This conversation ain't coming easily. And darling, I know it's getting late. So what do you say? On a penny for your thoughts, good to have you with us here uh, this morning. Just got word that Kevin Warren has taken the job as the uh, what the president of the Chicago Bears. So the Big Ten commissioner job is now open. So if you're interested, give him a call. <laughs> so yeah, Kevin Warren leaving the Big Ten. He's been the commissioner now, what, two or three years, I guess. Took over right about the time of the pandemic. And he's leaving to go take the head job over there, at least the president of the Bears operation. So the Big Ten commissioner job is open, and now the speculation will begin. Who's the next Big Ten commissioner? So that word just in here this morning. Let's go back to the phones. Jeff joins us here. Good morning, Jeff. Oh, is that me? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay, great. Well, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to try. Um, you, of course, you had Tom Bruno on yesterday, mm-hmm. and he was, uh, you know, uh, uh, he was taking his usual tact when it comes to things like, uh, uh, you know, um, oh, store theft and 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 cash bail and whatnot. And I just happened to be listening to uh, the radio last night, and I heard a uh, an excerpt about the American Grocers Association. Um, comments uh, about theft, um, shoplifting, and and I'd like to read it to you if I could. It it would take maybe about a minute or so. Okay. Would that be all right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Go for it. You still there? says here that uh, with grand larcenies up 80%, grocery store owners have banded together to form the collective action to protect our stores in an attempt to fight back against thieves and government inaction. Shampoo, toothpaste, and razor blades are all items that grocery stores have increasingly started blocking behind counters. Soon that list might include food. People have no fear of coming into our stores and stealing, said Nelson 
Eusebio of the National Supermarket Association. Our employees are terrified, Eusebio said, continued. We have young people that come to work, young cashiers who work part-time. These kids are 16 and 17 years old. They're traumatized. New York City has been host to a spree of serial shoplifters, men and women who make regular habit of bursting into stores, stealing as much as they can and leaving. This has resulted in over 4,000 grocery stores calling for prosecutors to set bail for repeat thieves uh, for repeat thieves and to make assaults on retail workers uh, a class D felony. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, and I'm, I'm lo- kind of looked up the same thing you're talking about, Jeff. And, um, yeah, they say the shopping experience as we know it in New York is, uh, going to start disappearing if this doesn't get fixed. And I think my point is, is that if we continue to allow woke progressives like Bruno and other people to continue to run our city, that eventually is going to happen here. Um, uh, it, it, it's coming mm. if we aren't, if we don't start to get tough on, on this type of, uh, petty larceny. Well, I call it petty, but it's actually, it, it's not exactly petty anymore. But it's 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 going to expand. It's going to get worse until we can't do anything about it um, because we won't have the police. We won't have enough police out there to um, to respond. Um, so that's just my thought. Yeah, I thought Tom was way off base, you know, as usual. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, he makes it sound like it's nothing. But believe me. It's something, and it's going to be here in Champaign, and we won't be able to deal with it because we don't have the we don't have the police. They're out chasing guys, shooting each other. So you know we aren't going to have uh, we aren't going to have the police to deal with this kind of thing. So anyway, that's my thoughts. Thank you. Hey Jeff, I appreciate you calling. You bet. You bet. Thank you. Good to have you with us. Nine forty three at DWS. Yeah, I was looking at that story that uh, Jeff was looking at. Uh, New York City's been a host to a spree of serial shoplifters. He mentioned the 4,000 grocery stores calling for prosecutors to set bail for repeat thieves, make assaults on retail workers a Class D felony. Coalition is led by the Independent Supermarkets, the National Supermarket Association, the founding members of the National Supermarket Association. Retail theft is a significant issue in New York. All right, all right, that got the uh, the things going here. Uh, 943 at DWS, a uh, listener says, I agree with a caller, first caller, the Law and Order Party, I guess he means Republicans, has questionable ethics and morals. They only want to follow the laws if they agree with it. These sheriffs who refuse to enforce the law should be dismissed immediately, Tim says. The Iroquois County Sheriff says the law is unconstitutional. His department will not check for registration. He shared with the News Gazette. Uh, Jeff D'Alessio put this in the Gazette today. Sheriff Clint Percy, I believe I'm saying the name right, said he considers the bill signed into law Tuesday a clear violation of the Second Amendment, concurs with the county board's December resolution opposing, opposing the Protect Illinois Community Act. He wrote, therefore, as the custodian of the jail and chief law enforcement official for Iroquois County, neither myself nor my office will be checking 
to ensure that lawful gun owners register their weapons with the state, nor will we, will we be arresting or housing law-abiding individuals that have been arrested solely with noncompliance of the act. Says, of course, other crimes committed with firearms will continue to be investigated and enforced based on the facts and circumstances of each case, he wrote. All right, 945 at uh, News Talk 1400 uh, DWS. Uh, let me get a break in, come back with more here in just a moment. All right, back on a penny for your thoughts here as we go. 9.48. All right, a lot of people want to talk about this, so let's uh, get into it here. And let's go to John. How you doing, John? Hey, good morning, Brian. I, um, I was just listening to the gentleman talk, and I agree with uh, his issues. But the biggest thing I've got is this word woke. I don't think people understand what that meant. And I'll give you a little bit of history. Uh, before the, uh, you know, back in the 1800s, we had to speak to, our ancestors had to speak the king's language. And we would be persecuted or killed because we didn't want to speak the king's language. We wanted to speak the African dialect. So a lot of your enslaved got smart. Instead of saying wake, they would say woke. Woke meant it was a warning that somebody was coming to torture, rape, pillage, or burn you. And then at the turn of the century, when the uh, Ku Klux Klan was invented, all of a sudden uh, they took that word woke and it became warning order of the Ku Klux Klan enforcement. So when you use that word, it, it's really strange. It's just like when they say CRT. I said, you ought to think about what you're saying. Well, in uh, you know, university uh, status, it means uh, critical race theory. And you're trying to indoctrinate your language into another language that you don't want to talk about. In other words, history. But then you look at that word, I mean, the letter, the CRT. Are we going to a Caucasian race theory? We need to think about those two individual uh, thoughts before we start putting it out there. And within the Champaign community, I will say the black community, we have a problem with our young kids with guns and things like that. But there are so many states that has free gun laws. You can just walk in and buy a gun without a license. And the problem with that is when you get a gun in the hand of a young person, it's just like getting an 18-year-old driving a semi down the interstate. He's going to put that thing to the test. And we need gun laws. We need restrictions of gun laws. I don't think you need an assault rifle out here just to shoot somebody. But you've got to get this thing in hand. And when it comes to crime... I think a lot of time when you hear it on the TV, like New York and California, you see these idiots going in and out of stores. I think the media enhanced that because sometimes you can go to Walmart and see idiots walking out with TVs, people walking out with power tools. I, I mean, it's just, it's idiotic. I confronted a guy one time over at Lowe's. He was stealing $700 of power tools. Now I'm thinking he's going to take and put this in his car. This idiot is on a bicycle. But then when I went over to Best Buy's, I saw him in handcuffs. The first word he asked me, you ain't a cop, man, because I, I just saw you over at Lowe's. I said, man, get away from me. Hmm. Sometimes you have to stand up to these clowns. And, and I think Champaign and Urbana is a community that will say, no, you won't do that here. 
because the last ride we had, it was a lot of good people out there trying to do good things. And a lot of us got out there and broke this up. You're not going to come here and raise hell. I'm sorry. Mm. If you're going to raise hell, I'm going to raise hell with you. <laughs> and if you take firearms, I mean, I got me a couple of good licks here. Sometimes I think we'll stand up to this. But I don't think this is going to be like New York because there's too many good people here, black, white, red, yellow, whatever. You're not just going to do that. Champaign, Urbana, Muhammad, all these communities, if we put together, we ain't letting these clowns come in here and do this. Because if you let one do it, they're all going to do it. But hey. I think those two words, CRT and woke, you need to sit down and think about the historical factors behind it. Yeah, interesting. I just looked it up. You're right. Uh, in some varieties of African-American English, uh, woke is used in place of woken, the usual past participle form of wake. And you're right, it right. goes, goes back to the 1800s. And then uh, uh, was used, there was a folk singer, uh, Huddy Ledbetter. Ledbetter. Yeah. He was in jail. Yeah. correct. Yeah. Uh, the, man is, the man is coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's pretty interesting. Yeah. And then, it, of course, the meaning, the modern meaning of it's a little different, but it's still, it's, it's a word that goes back to the 1800s. So, yeah. So you've got to be careful when you use words like that because, you're biting your own tongue when you say that. And, uh, you know, uh, it's, it goes back when uh, they were saying that uh, we're teaching, our, our black children are teaching white children that they're bad. We shouldn't put that out there because you put a red, green, a ball out in the playground, these kids don't see color. They see good times. That's right. I think about that little boy that shot that teacher in Virginia. What is a six-year-old doing with a gun? Somewhere, in that, and matter of fact, I think the other night there was a, a black kid in D.C. that got shot, 13 years old. I mean, what is he doing out 3 o'clock in the morning? It don't yeah. sound right. That's the time we live in. Hey, John, uh, good, good, good to hear from you, sir. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you. you being there. Let's go to John to uh, from John to Allen. Good morning. Morning, Brian. Uh, nice wind you brought home the other night. Oh, thank uh, you. We get a new guard, six two one fifty. That's not very big for Big Ten, Brian. <laughs> and he's going to be a freshman, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, it's uh, uh, he'll, he'll he'll add some weight, but yeah, that's not very big. So I I don't know how he's going to really help us a whole lot. Uh, that also tells me that Scott Clark's probably never coming back, no matter what. And I also heard a rumor that. He had family issues that he needed to go back and take care of, but I, I don't know if that's a true rumor or not. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you heard anything about that or not. I, I don't know much more than you do. Uh, they've they've kept okay. that pretty private. So, yeah. Uh, what I really called about was the Biden documents. Mm -hmm. Please have somebody tell me why his lawyers would bring this up, bring this out to the media that they found. Doc, uh, unclassified documents why would they why would they do that that doesn't make sense to me well i don't know um i just know that i guess the latest is what they were found in his garage right in wilmington delaware well i guess the way i get his lawyers own lawyers supposedly found this stuff yeah why did why would they do that why didn't they keep that private and ask him about themselves or whatever it doesn't make sense to me hmm it sounds really fishy to me. So, what you think is part of a larger, uh, larger story there? It has to be. Yeah. Either this, either that, or the politics has gotten so 
insane. We can't even keep up with it. Hmm. I mean, it, it it makes no sense. Uh, I thought maybe you know it was somebody moving stuff out of the office, and they just happened to turn it over to the reporters or something. But that knew like his own lawyers want to find all that stuff, and they're reporting this stuff, and that it makes no sense to me. Hmm. Well, we'll just have to follow it. Think? Yeah, I I have no clue. I I know that I you know it's it's created a political firestorm because now the Republicans are like, hey, if you're so worried about documents, you you know, we're so worried about Trump's documents. What about these? And you know, we ought to investigate well, they, it. And um, they had the six minute clip of Scott Pelley that uh, he asked Biden about this Trump situation. I couldn't believe he did that. How could you do that? And here he is doing it himself. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe they're maybe they're uh, this is just a total uh, conspiracy. But maybe maybe they're trying to they're afraid he's going to run again, so they don't they're trying to get him out. Maybe that's it. Well, that's that's what a lot of people are saying, <laughs> speculating that they're turning on him and they're they're using this against him. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just throwing that. I have no idea. That's uh, you know, it's a, it's a crazy world, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Dave. Say it, but it is. It is. Thank you, Alan. Uh-huh. Yeah, Bye. I know it's it's easy though to you know you jump to conclusions like that. I have no idea, but uh, he has been hinting that he might run again. But uh, you see, welcome to the world of social media. I can make a link like that and just throw it out there, right? And just pretend that oh, that might be it. That might be it. I t- I have no idea, but we'll see. Uh, it is interesting though, and the Republicans are making a lot of hay with it right now. And uh, pointing out, the, but uh, what about, you know, with Trump's deal, all right, with his documents? All right, here's Eric. Good morning. Got a couple minutes morning, here, Martin. sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, real quick, uh, this business about the retail theft, grocery stores, et cetera. Well, you know, when you buy gasoline at, at a gas station, you know, usually got to either insert a card or go in and prepay it, right? Mm-hmm. Or the pump won't run. Well, what I see happening here is like a Costco or a Wall or a Sam's Club model where You'll register and get a card for free to shop at, say, Snooks or County Market, and then you'll put some sort of financial instrument in, you know, when you enter the store, and then, you know, that, that's how it's going to work. You're going to you're going to be you're going to be a member there because that's one that's one way you can control who's in and out of your store and what they're doing there. Mm-hmm. They're not just purchasing things; it'll stop the retail loss. That's what I see coming in. You know, hmm. it's, it's going to come. That's what I see. Yeah, might be. That might be. I don't know. Yeah, it's probably going to change too bad over it time. It has to be like that because it has a layer of inconvenience or whatnot, but whatever it takes to keep make sure that that's why a lot of stores and, you know, in high crime neighborhoods go out of business because they can't cover the loss. It's right. just ridiculous. Everybody yeah. thinks the stuff's for free and it ain't. So that's my point for today. Hey, thank you, sir. You're welcome. Good point. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. No, it's. Uh, Losing that, it's tough. You know, if you're getting everything stolen, you're paying money for that stuff to be on the shelf, and you're trying to run a business, then everybody's, you know, comes in and just takes it. I mean, that's just, that's just it's unworkable. So you got to figure something out. I'm just thinking of all the things that we used to do, and you think about it. We used to, remember, you used to be able to walk down to the gate of the airport and greet people, um, you know, without a ticket. Used to be able to do that, right? You used to be able to, uh, not that this was a great thing, but, you know, we'd have players when I traveled in the minor leagues, we'd have players called up to the big leagues, and then we're flying on a trip. Well, somebody else was flying on that player's ticket's name until we got a name for them. 
So it could be uh, Joe Smith and, you know, Bob Smith or Bob Jones, and uh, it may not be their actual name. They may be the player that just left. Can't do that anymore either. There's a lot of things that have changed. You used to be able to walk into courthouses pretty uh, free and easy and just come in and out. And that doesn't happen anymore either. So, yeah, let's uh, hopefully they can get a handle on it. Hopefully it won't uh, become a regular event here locally. But in New York City, they're having some issues. And we appreciate all the input on that. we got some more to come here, some more open line next. WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM, WDWS. You can join in on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or send an email to talk at WDWS.com. Now, here again, Brian Barnhart. All right, welcome back. Hour number two on a penny for your thoughts here as we uh, come your way this morning. We are at 10 after 10, still at 39 degrees, high today of 41, so it's not going to get a lot warmer. Considerably cloudy, could have some rain today. Uh, Considerably cloudy tonight, breezy with a flurry. And a low of 30, 34 the high tomorrow, 37 the high Saturday, 47 the high Sunday with some uh, limiting sun. Sun early and then some limited sun, whatever that means. Okay. And then windy and mild periods of rain on Monday and a high of 51. So it is going to get warmer. Great to have you with us, no matter where you're listening, how you're listening, how you go about doing it every day. We're just glad you're there. Do appreciate each and every one of you for joining us. A lot of talk about uh, gun laws and shoplifting in the uh, first hour. Also, the news about the uh, Biden documents. Some folks have weighed in on this. Some say it makes perfect sense. Get out in front of the opposition. You report it and spin it your way first. Shows that your guy is accountable and reporting it and not resisting exposure for unknown, unintended wrongdoing. Uh, somebody else wrote in, said Biden documents disclosure. Biden is exercising transparency. Trump didn't. Uh, one question folks have had is, you know, when did they discover these? How long have they known that those documents were there? And why do they say it now? What you know, And you had all the furor over the Trump documents for the last year. So anyway, that's what some people are asking, just kind of glancing at television and social media, and et cetera. Again, Kevin Warren is the new president and CEO of the Chicago Bears, so the Big Ten commissioner job is now open. And let's see, all right, a couple of others real quick here. The Democrats in the state legislature know better than all 102 counties in the state, I guess. With the passage of House Bill 4412, they have stripped the power to set limits on the Siting of wind and solar farms. There isn't one county I know of in the state that supported this. The fact they pushed and passed this in the lame duck session should tell people all they need to know. That's uh, Aaron Essery, Champaign County Board Member District 3. The lawmakers in Springfield took an oath to uphold the state and the U.S. Constitution. If the law is unconstitutional, 
It's their responsibility to not abide by it. And basically that's what the judicial branch is for, right? Is if a law is passed, then is that law constitutional? Does it pass constitutional muster? Does it protect the Bill of Rights and the amendments and your First Amendment, Second Amendment, whatever amendment you want to look at, how does it compare? And that's why this is going to go to a legal fight because it's people are, okay, yeah, you've signed the bill. Other states have done similar, and some of those have wound up in court. Is it constitutional? And that's what the judicial branch does. And that's what's going to happen in this case. Uh, Bob, good morning. Hey, good morning, Brian. Uh, first, uh, it's not really what I called about, but to uh, Kevin Warren is uh, no longer Big Ten commissioner. All I have to say is, you know, Mr. Warren, don't let the door hit you in the backside <laughs> on the way out. Um, but uh, what I really called about was there's an interesting theme this morning about obeying laws or, or not obeying laws and their enforcement. And I hear a lot of people calling up and, and basically saying, implied, you know, this assault weapons ban, you know, these sheriffs need to enforce this, and they're right. You know, but meanwhile, all the shoplifting, well, that's different, you know, because there's extenuating circumstances and, you know, uh, people's, you know, stories and kind of what, what they're living with. And you can't have one without the other. And there are people on the other side who are basically saying, well, you know, this is terrible that these shoplifters are being allowed to do this, but, you know, it's okay that these sheriffs aren't enforcing this law because that's unconstitutional. And then to me, if you're, if you're, I, if you think that not enforcing one of those laws, but enforcing the other one is the way to go, you need to stop and ask yourself, do you really believe that we should enforce laws or should you not? No matter which side you're on, if you think one is okay and one is not okay, you're just the same as the other side who thinks the other one is okay, but the other one is not okay. Either enforce the laws or don't enforce the laws. And if you think one is unconstitutional, like you said, go to the judiciary. Yeah, no, that's that makes sense. And, uh, you know, it's also like, you know, there are some, you, you've got the whole issue of sanctuary cities. You know, that say, hey, we're not going to enforce, we're not going to help ICE with uh, certain immigration. We're not going to seek people out. You know, if they get stopped for committing a crime, that's different, but we're not going to just turn them in. I mean, is that the same thing? I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, we, we, have to, we, we have to decide as a society if you want to obey by the laws or, or if you don't. And if you think that some laws are okay and some laws that you're not going to abide by because you just don't agree with them, well, then basically what you want to do is you want to live in a country where everyone chooses what laws they want to follow and what laws they don't. And that breaks down into chaos and anarchy, and you can see us heading that way. So while I'm not a necessarily, I mean, I don't have any opinion actually on the assault weapons ban. I see both sides of it, but but you've, you've got to enforce the law and you've got to, the judiciary can do whatever it needs to do. If it's unconstitutional, well, great. Let's, let's let them decide that. Mm -hmm. But I just, I just hear people on both sides who are like, well, this law we need to enforce, but yeah, this other one, yeah, not so much because it's different. It's not different. Yeah. Cause I don't agree with it. Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> All right. Good points. Thanks. Thank you, Bob. Right. Appreciate Bye. you being with us this morning. Ten sixteen at DWS. We go to Scott. He's up next. Hey, Scott. Morning, Brian. Good morning. Uh, to the caller, wanting to know about when they started finding these uh, documents that Biden has got in his home. 
they found those uh, like six days before the uh, the uh, last election, and they also found that he took a fifty-two million dollar uh, donation from the Chinese in that company that they found those documents in. Yeah, uh, six days before the elections. Why wasn't it brought out then? So that's a big question. Mm-hmm. And as far as far as these, uh, I guess I'll call them liberals, calling in about this gun law not being enforced. Well, this administration hasn't enforced the law for the last two years, like you said. The uh, the denial of uh, enforcing the ICE, uh, helping the ICE with the uh, immigration laws they didn't enforce. They don't enforce the laws about, like you said, shoplifting. And now they're throwing a fit because the law is this one sheriff isn't going to enforce the law. And that hasn't even been settled in court yet. And this, they want this guy fired. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's just so ironic how they go off on what you see have been misused for the last two years. But when, when it turns on them, like uh, Chapin did this morning, they, they just go crazy. I don't. I don't get it. How they cannot think rationally. I don't know. Yeah. And yeah. one more thing mm-hmm. about Martel that called in a, a little while ago when uh, the Ammons issue was brought up. Oh, you mean yesterday? Was that yesterday? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, he kind of kind of lost my faith in when he said he didn't want to hear about the Ammons' past. He always thinks about the future. No, 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 Martel. Your whole genre is is about the past and uh, racism and slavery. So now with your uh, your uh, uh, somebody that you favor, you don't want to hear what they did in the past, but you want to hold it against our society, what's been going on in the past, which I thought was so hypocritical too. So I don't know. Well, They're crazy. All right. Hey, thank you, Scott. All right. All thank right. You, thank Brian. you very much. Good to hear from you. Uh, next up, Jim. He's on a penny here. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Brian. Hey. That last guy, Scott, he is exactly right. You know, if, if, if gun laws were upheld, Chicago would be the safest place in the world. The reason I'm calling is because I live in Iroquois County. Mm-hmm. And, and finally, I, I know somewhere in the sheriff's south, I'm pretty sure most of them are, uh, there's something about upholding the Constitution. I believe that it's in there. And instead of, you know, instead of kowtowing to the whims, this this guy's a power-hungry billionaire despot out of Chicago. He's not a governor. Instead of instead of watching him trample on the Constitution, Percy's choosing to, you know, he chooses to uphold his oath and the Constitution. I, I live in Iroquois County. I'm proud to have voted for him, and I hope I can again. Mm. So you're not surprised by what he said, then? Well, yeah. I don't. I, I am. I'm glad that he's standing up. Mm-hmm. I don't know why everyone is so willing to roll over to you know the Constitution. The Constitution has, has been shredded in Illinois. They shredded it through the the, the mandates to keep everybody at home. They shred. It's just. It means nothing in Illinois, and if a sheriff finally stands up for it, then good for him. Well, it's uh, he's. I'm sure he's not the only one. Um, there's a uh, you no, know there's there's, about there's, there's several others. Yeah, more. 
but he's the right. one, of course, closest by. So, uh, but just because I mean, just you know, yeah. Anyway, that that's that's my point. I just wanted to give him some kudos. Well, very good. And and, and again, if gun laws are uphold, you know, if you, I think it was Bob, he got to uphold all the gun laws or none, and blah blah. Well, Chicago would be the safest place in the world. Hmm. So we know that you know, gun laws are not upheld. So I guess you do get to pick and choose. <laughs> All right. Hey, thank you, Jim. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Appreciate Ryan. it. All right. 1021 at DWS. Roost by Rogers. Roost by Roger is with us. R-O-D-G-E-R. He's one of our great sponsors. And you can get on the list for next year, next summer, spring, summer. As far as a roof, 217-834-3800 is the uh, number to call. Locally owned and operated, roofing, gutter, siding, windows. We work with your insurance companies, fully licensed and insured, rated A-plus with a BBB. Quality craftsmanship, professional staff, that's all important. But obviously he's been at this a long time, and so is his company. And uh, they can help with the usual wintertime things, too. You know, things you can look at, siding, gutters, gutter guards, and windows. All available to you. Roofs by Roger is the website. Roofs by Roger, R-O-D-G-E-R.com is where you can go. We need to go to a break. Come back with more here in just a moment, 1022. Hi, this is Jackson Atkins from Rantoul Basketball. Friday night, it's Big Ten Basketball at State Farm Center, Illinois and Michigan State, right here on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. All right, 1025 on a penny for your thoughts as we're back here on this Thursday. Back tomorrow as well. Monday we'll do the Monday morning quarterback show from Minneapolis. Where remains to be seen in Minneapolis. We'll get that figured out. Uh, 217-356-9397. Text line is 217-351-5357. And you can email us, talk at WDWS.com. Regarding the gun law, we need to remember laws are written for the lawbreakers. The vast majority of the people follow common law, common sense, and consideration for their fellow human beings. As to the sheriffs not enforcing the new law, consider how the United States, state governments, and municipalities now are not enforcing the law as written. Good examples of the non-enforcement of the U.S. immigration law and drug laws. There is such a thing as an unjust law. Consider all the government agencies that followed the unjust laws and committed atrocities under Hitler, Stalin, and those in our present day this is why we have checks and balances uh let's see here dems complaining about sheriffs not expending their limited resources in support of safety act and condemning republicans for picking what laws to enforce isn't that similar to democrats not enforcing gun laws among others on hunter biden also like condemning and prosecuting trump for documents when when biden does the same it's just oops Neither side is without the same faults, someone says. And someone says, what do you think about Ron Gunther as the next Big Ten commissioner? Don't know if he's interested, but sure, the job is open. Uh, why not? All right, Martell, hey, were your ears burning? Uh, uh, Somebody was talking yeah, about you. Yeah, but but he misspoken on what I said. I said, check out her accolades. I never said nothing about her history and all like that. That's, I never said that about them. Just the work that she has done. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm going to talk about two two things. 
um, when the sheriff not um, enforcing these gun laws, when they, when they, when they decide to do things like that, just crazy to me. He he want to enforce them when one of his deputies get shot down, or they go in one of the small schools and shoot up a school and kill a bunch of kids with them. He he have a he look at that a little different. I know he would. Um, and I want to talk about Martin Luther King Day too. Mm-hmm, sure. Um, I quit going to Martin Luther King events probably between eight and ten years ago. That's when I go and I'm fighting against uh, oppression and stuff that's really racial. It seems like he's the same people I'm fighting against is hosting an event, you know. Um, and I'll tell you, you know, and I look over to Martin Luther King what he fought for uh, sixty years ago before I was been what he was fighting for years ago. Then I think about what W.E. the boy was fighting for, what we was fighting to get free for. We fighting for almost the same thing, a hundred and sixty years later. It just it's just beyond me. And and you know how you can help people. The guy from Abana Park District came, talked about the heaven the march. Why don't you hire more blacks to work for him? You know, for years I haven't seen any blacks out there working in Abana Park District. I have complained about it to certain people and see if they can get something done about it. Um, the schools, uniform schools, was a trauma for me. Uh, from six years old when they busted me through uniform, uniform just did about six hundred million dollars worth of work in the schools. Did the million dollars reach back to the black community? We have uh, um, black businesses could have did stuff for the schools. They would never. Uh, brought into that kind of money. That could change community. University of Illinois. When I grew up, we had students staying at our house because they couldn't stay on the University of Illinois. University of Illinois has bringing in 500 students from the 60s, and they ain't even reached 1,500, and they up to 60,000 students now. And we can't bring in uh, 2,000 black students. I look at the cities. We've been still finding out with the police Doing what they do in our community, you know. Still, we had a black police chief couldn't fire a white cop when the white cop was doing everything under the sun, you know. It just the the racism still goes on, and it's all about uh, it's white privilege. Yeah, y'all can fix white privilege and white supremacy. You know, y'all get in a room and say we're just gonna stop this. We're not gonna make us superior to others, and we ain't gonna give white people are precious and that could change the whole world won't just change america change the whole way and i'm not just talking from the race i'm just talking from a person point of view i'm out here with the homeless and it's beyond me we go out and save the adult before we save the homeless and then we talk about shoplifting and I, i'm going through a whole lot we talk about shoplifting but we don't talk about white collar crime we just have white collar crime guys stole a billion dollars we got we got the pharmacies, then push opiates all through uh, our country where we got a whole bunch of people dying in opiates. But they ain't going to jail, but you worry about somebody going to steal a piece of toothpaste, something they need, may steal some food, something they need. I just don't, it's just beyond me how these people talk. Let's get in the room and solve real problems. And that's all I want to say hmm. today. Thank y'all. Okay. Uh, thank you, Martel. Uh, one, I, I don't know... Um... He mentioned the Urbana Park. I don't know how many white people, black people work for the Urbana Park District. I don't, I don't know anything about that. Um, 
I know that the organizers of the event, the City of Urbana, the Ministerial Alliance of Champaign-Urbana and Vicinity, I know uh, Jeff D'Alessio had at least one or two of those folks on in the News Gazette talking about uh, the walk and the event and different things uh, in our community and the importance of the day. Um, there's all kind of when we all vote Champaign County. Uh, so I don't think it's just certain uh, race or a certain group of people trying to put on an event. I think there's all kinds of people of various backgrounds putting on the event on uh, Martin Luther King Day. And, uh, you know, shoplift, people shouldn't shoplift. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, that's pretty standard. I, I think that, um, although, you know, if you're in a position where you're desperate, you'll do about anything. And But there's got to be some kind of, um, I don't know, order in society of some sort just for the safety of everybody um, in that regard. So, I mean, you touched on a lot of different things there, but uh, 1032 at DWS on a uh, penny for your thoughts. All right, let me get to the news real quick, and then we'll get back to some more phone calls, emails, and texts here on an open line on a penny for your thoughts up until 11 o'clock. This is Brian Barnhart. Join us for Illini basketball against Michigan State Friday night at 8 at State Farm Center. Illini game day at 6 right here on DWS. From Television City in Hollywood. Boy, the way Glenn Miller played. Songs that made the hit parade. Guys like us, we had it made. Those were the days. And to do when you were there. Dance for girls and men, woman. Mr. We could use a man like Hybrid Hoover again. This was, uh, if you were around January 12th, 1971, 52 years ago, this was the show that came on, All in the Family. There you go. On this day, 1971. All right, 1038 at DWS made stars out of a lot of folks uh, on that show. 217-356-9397 is the uh, phone number. I got a lot of texts that have come in, too. Try to, our lines are jammed here, and my text bag is full, so we'll see what we can do here. Uh, let's go to Joe. How you doing, Joe? Yeah. I, I just got one thing for Mar- Martell. There was, no, there was no looter arrested for stealing food. When when after George Floyd and all that stuff happened in Champaign, and another thing about Joe Biden, some some guy was asking him when those papers come to come to light, and he said they came to light six days before the election. So how come there was how come there was withhold from the news media until now, and uh and uh this uh. Gun law stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, this one lady said that this is going to stop the influx, or the the not the influx, but the 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 guns on the street. Well, I, most guns around Champaign that was involved in a shooting or a homicide was mostly stolen guns. It was taken in in out of a house. So you ain't gonna. There, there's no way, no gun law is gonna stop no gun violence. People are just ludicrous. <laughs> well, 
uh, criminals by definition don't follow the law. So that's correct. But, I mean, <laughs> that's all right. Hey, thank you, Joe. I I appreciate having you on. I, again, I got a lot of stuff here. Uh, let's see another topic here. I got my Amron bill for December for my business. Now this December was colder, and so I looked up my usage for this December versus last December. I used 24.8% more kilowatt hours this year, but my bill went up 126.7%. My bill was up from $332 to $753. How are we letting Ameren do this? Yeah, well, the cost is going up. We've talked quite a bit about aggregation and the communities trying to help save money. I think we had the uh, village uh, president out in Muhammad talk about that about a month ago about how you know their community with aggregation and urbana was doing some and you know different communities were trying to basically pool everybody's purchase of electricity and help keep the price lower but it really wasn't going to help a lot because the price of energy is up and um so there was a lot going on there but yeah it's a lot of people my, my dad's been telling me about his cost of electric and gas bill that uh, i think basically doubled if I remember it right. so. And when you're on a limited budget, that's a big, big deal. 1041, back to the phones to Bob. How you doing, Bob? Hi. Hi. I got two, I got two quick ones. Okay. One, I seen it on TV that they want to ban gas stoves. And there's one advantage with the gas stove is if you have an electric stove and your electricity goes out, power goes out, at least you can still use your gas stove and cook on it. Now, only suggestion here, if somebody does invent something like this, uh, you got my name, my number, I hope, because I like to have a percentage of it, <laughs> <laughs> is invent a stove that's the gas or electricity, both would work off of it. Mm. Okay. The like, other a, like, a, like a hybrid car, but a hybrid stove. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, the other thing on theft. I used to work security uh, when I was younger. Matter of fact, I was one that worked for a detective. I was one out of the six that the state approved to be armed. And uh, I'm going to tell you something I overheard years ago about theft, especially with their bigger stores. Uh, I guess there is a insurance policy that allows uh, so much theft uh, to a certain point, and when that runs out, here's what happens. Like TVs, computers, phones, a lot of your bigger stuff, uh, probably your tools, what happens when that insurance runs out and they don't stop these people we, you and me, everybody will pay the following year price hike as much as seventy five percent. Hmm. Because their because their insurance doesn't cover it anymore, so the cost the uh, so uh, they they pass they, they pass on the cost to us. Is that? Yeah, hmm. they they have so much insurance to cover some theft, mm-hmm. but once once that part runs out, then we end up paying for it. I learned this by working security. I have over here uh, a couple of big shots. Uh, I think it was Walmart or someplace like that. I, I wasn't working for them. I worked for Carson Perry Scott. I worked for 
the uh, mall out there in Champagne. Oh wow! When it was, okay, when it was going out. So when I, first moved I, out there, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And I actually worked for a guy that was a licensed detective that worked with law enforcement in plain clothes to go in and find report things to the police so they can uh, go in and catch them. Mm. So, you know, the, the people don't want to rely that, well, you take a bunch of small stuff, and insurance may cover up to a certain point, but it's not going to cover your bigger items like TVs sure. and computers and yeah. laptops and all that. It, it's going to, I actually heard the price was going to jump as much as 75%. Mm. Hey, Bob, thanks for sharing your experiences, okay? All right. Thank Appreciate you. it. Thank you. Let's see. I'm going back to the text line here for a moment. I got that one. I got that one. Uh, hi, Brian. Yeah, your garage is a safe place for secret documents. <laughs> Watching Biden and the news media cover for Biden, who apparently has been mishandling secret documents, accepting Biden's lawyers' excuses from lawyers everyone is innocent, ask Bruno. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Tom got dragged back into this. Uh, Biden office at Penn received over $50 million from communist China, while Hunter's been making big money selling access to the Biden to the Chinese for years. In the news media, the FBI and A.G. Garland find the Chinese connection important enough to mention or investigate. Sounds like the Bidens have been selling security of our most important secrets for years. Trump was automatically guilty by... The FBI leaking like a sieve to the news media that ran stories concerning the secret documents 24 hours a day attacking Trump. Then the FBI raided Trump's house. The world's coming to an end, and Biden's lawyers are bringing the secret document story out now because the Republicans in the House are going to find them, and Biden's people want to control the story presented to the public, this listener says. For the election, for the next election, so the news has time to make the story go away. Trump is still under investigation. The DOJ is working hard to put Trump in jail. And hi, Brian. Lou says, your upset callers who are mad the sheriffs are not enforcing the law just passed are conveniently overlooking all the immigration laws that are being chosen to not be enforced. Have a great day, Lou says. Maybe Pritzker and the rest of the guys in Springfield should outlaw the outlaws having guns than law-abiding citizens. 1046 at DWS. Back in a moment. on a penny for your thoughts. Another text here, and we'll jump back on the phone. Uh, They have been full here. I wonder if any other reasonable gun owner has any sensible gun laws that would work, because it seems like every time we as a community mention gun laws, there's a very vocal group who looks at any gun law as an infringement. All right, appreciate that on the text line. Mark is up next. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Um, I hope that in the next week or so you get someone that was for this uh, gun Control Act to come on and explain why this is going to make me safer. 
I've noted that the governor who pushed this strategically uh, was elected by the state of Illinois. I'm not disputing that, but he won 11 out of the 102 counties. He, uh, Rod Blagojevich, won more counties. He won 23, I believe. So I really hope you get somebody from um, that was thinking that a Barrett 50 caliber um, rifle, um, about $5,300 to buy and $4 a round, by not selling those in the state of Illinois is going to make you or I any safer. And they, the governor has talked repeatedly about how popular this law will be and um, is going to uh, be with the state of Illinois, everyone being in favor of it, when, quite frankly, the opposite appears to be true. And I remember just two years ago during COVID, uh, there were only eight counties in the state of Illinois that was, uh, Champaign was one of them. Um, I think Peoria was another one that was enforcing the um, um, gathering orders and the restaurants. You could go down to Douglas County, and they were, certainly were open uh, the whole time. And so there was a whole lot of counties in this state that were not paying attention to the law. And the state's attorney's office, the state's attorneys for the various uh, counties, Champaign County being the exception, I believe that Julia Reitz prosecuted uh, the uh, people over the restaurant over there on High Cross Road for uh, staying open. And so we do have, uh, if these laws are so popular, then people should be uh, following the law um, without complaint. So I hope that you find someone from that was in favor of this, uh, perhaps uh, Representative Ammons um, could come on and explain her her vote for this and how uh, if she was to own a Glock 19, which has a magazine of I believe 17, how she's going, what she's going to do to uh, give up her weapon or change her magazine so that it is lawful. And I noted just real quick the. Uh, governor has stated that this law was patterned after Connecticut. And I note that Connecticut is now moving towards seizing everyone that registered their gun, their firearm, their uh, semi-automatic rifle, is now the governor now wants to take those records and come in and seize those guns from you. Is that what we want in America? Well, I don't. I think most people don't. Although there are people, it, it's the old. Uh, what's the definition of shall not be infringed? And that's where the legal argument comes in, right? Determining what's constitutional and what's not. Well, I will go back, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Do you need a permit to go stand on a street corner and talk? No, you do not. Mm-hmm. You do not need a permit to go and vote other than a driver's license or some state form of state ID. Yet in Illinois, one of the only states in the in the United States to do this, you need to ask the state's permission through the Floyd card to own a firearm and to buy ammunition. No other state does that, uh, with the exception, I think, of Massachusetts. So do you have to ask permission, you know, in 48 other states, do you have to ask permission to do a constitutional right? 
No. No, not necessarily, but you do have to, and you know this, being in law enforcement, uh, you got to have a permit. If you're going to gather people for some kind of gathering, you got to usually have some kind of permit, right? If you're going to. Standing up in the corner, I didn't say group. Yeah. I said. Individual. Yeah, I understand that. But, you know, that's different. And you can have people do a permit. I mean, you don't have to have a permit to stand on a street corner and talk as long as you're not blocking the roadway. You don't need a permit. Yeah. It's when you get involved in, in, in requiring city services that you need a permit. So, you know, everybody wants to talk about taking away my Second Amendment rights. Then let's start taking away, you know, the First Amendment, your right to vote, and, and make sure that you, you know, have uh, a competency enough to vote. All right. So that would most folks, it would appear. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate it. Listener says, good morning, Brian. My rent's too high. My food's too high. My utilities are too high. My gas is too high. Last but not least, my blood pressure is too high. <laughs> the listener says. All right, hang in there. Yeah, this stuff will stress you out sometimes. 1055. The Beef House in Covington, Indiana, one of our great sponsors. They're all great, as we say, but uh, get over there and uh, get a great meal. Maybe do the lunch buffet today. You can do that. Remember, they are on Eastern Time. They're an hour ahead. Go to BeefHouseRolls.com for menus and all the different information about the Beef House. Exit 4, Covington, Indiana. A lot of stuff today. We'll do it again tomorrow at 9, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. The news next. <laughs> 